Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Weekend Review for the week of July 15. In the news, the Armenian Armed Forces finally has a new Chief of the General Staff. Armenia's Prime Minister has a telephone conversation with Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. And Armenia's parliament discusses the re-establishment of an interior ministry that will merge the police, the rescue service, and the migration service. Yesterday, after more than four months, Edward Asarian was appointed as the chief of the general staff of the armed forces of Armenia for a five-year term. The position had been vacant since former chief of the general staff Artak Davtian was sacked in February this year. And as a reminder, Artak Davtian is under criminal investigation for the faulty missile purchase case. Uh, uh, together with former Defense Minister David Tonoyan. Before his appointment, Asirian was the Deputy Chief of Staff of the Armed Forces. Asirian was, in fact, one of the 44 generals who demanded the resignation of Nikol Pashinyan in February 2021, following the 2020 Artsakh War. At the time, Pashinyan had called the actions of the top uh, army brass as a coup attempt. Last week, Armenia's parliament adopted amendments to the law on national defense, according to which the Chief of the General Staff of the Armed Forces will also assume the position of first deputy minister of defense. Also yesterday, the defense ministry appointed Aram Torosian as its speaker. The defense ministry did not have a speaker after Sushan Stepanian resigned in November 2020 following the signing of the November 9 trilateral statement that ended the war. This week was also eventful on the diplomatic front. On July 12, Armenia's prime minister Nikol Pashinyan and Turkey's president Recep Tayyip Erdogan spoke over the phone for the first time. Um, it was interesting. The conversation apparently also included Pashinyan congratulating Erdogan for the Kurban Bayram holiday and Erdogan congratulating Pashinyan for the upcoming Vartevar holiday, which is a very um, popular water festival, the Transfiguration of Jesus Christ in Armenia. This was the first direct contact between the leaders of Armenia and Turkey in over 10 years. According to a statement issued by the Prime Minister's press office, the leaders emphasized the importance they attach to the normalization process between their respective countries, which will also contribute to the strengthening of peace and stability in the region. In this context, they expressed their expectation for the early implementation of the agreements reached during the meeting between the special representatives of Armenia and Turkey on July 1. Erdogan's press office issued a very similar press statement. The phone conversation between the leaders of Armenia and Turkey uh, was very positively received uh, the, the, from the EU, the US, and Russia. The head of the EU delegation to Armenia, Ambassador Andrea Viktorin, told Azadutun that the EU will follow the progress of Armenian Turkish relations, calling the conversation an important step in the normalization process. According to the US State Department, um, normalization of Armenia Turkey relations will positively impact the whole region. And according to Russia's foreign ministry representative, Maria Zakharova, Russia will continue its support for this dialogue. Well, Turkish Armenian politician Garo Palyan and the leader of the Armenian diocese in Istanbul, Zahak Mashalyan, expressed hope that the phone conversation between the leaders of the two countries will positively impact the normalization process as well. And Ambassador-at-Large Edmond Marukian called the phone conversation an extremely important step in the process of this normalization talks. Two days uh, after the phone conversation, a Turkish newspaper based in Gars reported that demining works had started near the Armenian 
Armenian Turkish uh, border. Armenia's defense ministry said that uh, no such works have been initiated on the Armenian side of the border. Yesterday, the U.S. House of Representatives passed four amendments to the National Defense Authorization Act for the fiscal year of 2023, backed by the Armenian National Committee of America. The amendments are, one, uh, demand an investigation into Azerbaijani war crimes, two, call for Azerbaijan's immediate release of Armenian POWs, three, urge a report on the effects of the U.S. military aid to Azerbaijan uh, on Armenia and on the peace process, and limit the sale of U.S. F-16 fighters and F-16 upgrade kits to Turkey. The investigation into Azerbaijan's war crimes will also look into whether U.S.-made parts were used in the Turkish Bayraktar drones, which were used against Artsakh's population during the 2020 Artsakh war. The amendments will still need to be ratified by Congress. EU Special Representative to the South Caucasus, Toivo Klar, was in Yerevan this week, where he met with Prime Minister Nigor Pashinyan, Secretary of the Security Council Armen Grigorian, and Deputy Prime Minister Meher Grigorian. Pashinyan and Klar discussed the processes taking place in the South Caucasus, the situation around Nagorno-Karabakh, and the steps aimed at ensuring peace and stability. The Armenian-Turkish normalization process was also touched upon during the meeting. Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian and the EU envoy discussed the progress of the Brussels process of regulating Armenian-Azerbaijani relations and the implementation of the agreements reached as a result of the meetings. Deputy Prime Minister Meher Grigorian, who is also a co-chair of the Armenian-Russian-Azerbaijani Trilateral Working Group, tasked with opening regional communications, uh, discussed with CLAR regional developments. Today, Klar was in Baku, where he met Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev. They discussed the landmine issues, the missing persons from the first Kharapakh war, and regional developments. Before his arrival in Yerevan on July 11, Tovio Klar had tweeted that the EU will approve 4.25 million euros to Azerbaijan to support demining through the project. This is called Supporting Safe Return of IDPs Through Capacity Building of the uh, Azerbaijan National Agency for Mine Act. This week, Baku yet again accused uh, the Armenian armed forces of opening fire at its military positions several times. Armenia's defense ministry continues to deny these accusations, which we've been reporting on a weekly basis. Moreover, on July 12, denying yet another accusation by Baku, Armenia's defense ministry reported that it was the Azerbaijani armed forces that opened fire at Armenian posts uh, on the western part of the border. Last week, while in Greece for an official visit, Foreign Minister Arad Mirzouan told the Greek newspaper Kati Marini that while the world focuses its attention on Ukraine, Azerbaijan may be tempted to launch a large-scale provocation at any moment, citing Azerbaijan's incursion in, into Paruch in March when the Russian-Ukrainian war had just started uh, as an example. Mirzouan noted that it is extremely important for the international community to undertake effective steps to prevent the attempts of destabilizing the situation in the South Caucasus. Commenting on the prospects of normalization of Armenian-Azerbaijani relations, Mirzoyan stated that the process would have been much smoother and much more effective if Azerbaijan would refrain from its dangerous maximalism and armenophobic rhetoric, holding numerous Armenian prisoners of war and other detained persons in captivity, destroying Armenian cultural and religious heritage, and hindering the access of international humanitarian organizations to the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict zone. And to form an understanding of why Azerbaijan may be tempted to launch military attacks against Armenia in the future, you can uh, read Nerses Kopalian's recent article, The Dictator Has No Clothes, Aliyev's 
regime and its declining oil revenues. Yesterday, an Armenian conscript was found dead with a fatal gunshot wound uh, to the head in one of uh, Armenia's positions on the eastern part of the border. According to Armenia's investigative committee, the soldier committed suicide. An investigation has been launched to um, find out the circumstances of the incident. And on July 11, Armenia's National Security Service announced the detention of yet another soldier for espionage on behalf of a third country. Due to the work that the serviceman carried out as part of his service, he possessed information on state and service secrets, which he passed on to foreign agents through social networks. During the last several months, the NSS has been reporting espionage cases uh, almost on a weekly basis. This week, the Armenian parliament held hearings to discuss the re-establishment of the Interior Ministry. A bill drafted by the Ministry of Justice seeks to merge the police, the rescue service, which was previously under the Ministry of Emergency Situations, and the Migration Service of Armenia under the umbrella of the new Ministry of Internal Affairs. According to Justice Minister Garen Andriasian, the bill will be put up for debate in Parliament this September. Armenia did formerly have a Ministry of Internal Affairs, which was abolished by second President Robert Kocharyan, who put the police under his direct supervision. With the 2015 constitutional reforms adopted under President Ser Sarkisyan, the police uh, became subordinate to the Prime Minister. Andrani Kocharyan, the chair of the Parliamentary Committee on Defense and Security Issues, stated that the establishment of the Interior Ministry will increase democratic oversight over the law enforcement bodies and contribute to their accountability and transparency. During yesterday's cabinet meeting, Prime Minister Pashinyan announced um, a government decision to um, have a centralized system of video surveillance to improve road safety, thereby Armenia's police will now be in charge of speed cameras um, and cameras that are used to um, oversee, you know, parking situation and parking violations. For over two decades, two private firms who allegedly had ties to former President Serge Sarkisian's family uh, operated the cameras. The police will also have access to cameras installed in stores and other public areas. According to Police Chief Vahir Ghazarian, this will improve the efficiency of the police force. On July 12th, the Republican Party of Armenia announced the dissolution of the I Have Honor Alliance following the resignation of the head of the Fatherland Party, Artur Vanetsian, who was also the chair of the I Have Honor parliamentary faction. Although the alliance ceased to exist legally, the parliamentary faction, of which the Republican Party of Armenia is a member, still bears the name I Have Honor, and uh, the Republican Party of Armenia appointed Haik Mamijanian as its new leader. Now the faction consists of four Republican uh, Party members and two nonpartisan parliamentarians. Today, the Prosecutor General's Office ruled that some of the property belonging to Yerevan's former mayor, Darom Markarian, and former Prosecutor General, Gevor Kozdanian, and their family members uh, as has been illegally obtained. Markarian and Kostanian were presented with the evidence by the Prosecutor's Office, and they now have a chance to return part of that, those properties that they are being accused of uh, obtaining illegally. Um, if they do not do that, the prosecutor general can then apply to the court to get the property confiscated. Daro Markarian's lawyer announced that 
his client does not own any property that was illegally obtained. Markarian is also facing charges for abuse of power, which he has denied. And also this week, the Prosecutor General's office announced that according to an extensive study that they had carried out, 19 historical monuments were destroyed while the Northern Avenue and the Cascade construction was going on. This was be- between 2000, uh, the year 2000 and 2010. The Prosecutor General's office has sent the results of their study to the investigative committee of Armenia to start an investigation based on negligence of duties in the Ministry of Culture for the preservation of cultural heritage. According to the prosecutor's office, the municipality had issued permits for the demolition of only four monuments. Yesterday, the ruling civil contract party was uh, supposed to discuss applying to the Constitutional Court to strip opposition MPs of their mandates for their absences. However, they have now uh, retreated from this decision just a few hours before the scheduled parliament session. The ruling party has been threatening opposition MPs of stripping them of their mandates since uh, the opposition uh, started protests demanding Pashinyan's resignation in late April and refused to return to parliament after the protests uh, stopped in mid-June. A civil contract lawmaker, Racha Hagopian, stated that they are giving the opposition parliamentarians another chance to return to parliament. According to ARF member Gera Manukian, the ruling party backed down from their decision to avoid another blow to their uh, democratic credentials. Armenia Alliance members have announced numerous times that they will return to parliament with their own agenda without specifying what that agenda is. Um, as many of you might have heard, there has been a lot of uh, debate and uh, discussion in Armenia regarding a monumental statue of Jesus Christ um, that has been commissioned by Gagik Zarugyan. He's the leader uh, of Prosperous Armenia. Um, and this uh, statue was to be placed on Mount Hatis. Now, Armenia's Ministry of Education and Culture has stopped all construction uh, work that has been taking place on the peak of this mountain. Um, construction was launched last weekend and, interestingly, was attended by Armenia's economy, Mr. Vahan Keropian. The ministry announced that the mountain is home to over a dozen historical sites, which are under state protection, and construction on the site had to have special uh, permission permits from the government. According to the ministry, although they have received a notice for the placement of the statue, the Zarukyan Foundation has not presented the blueprints for the construction itself. On July 11, Hetk published an article uh, saying that the Zarugyan Foundation had acquired nine plots of land on Mount Hatis, all of them on the peak, including archaeological sites. This whole situation is getting out of hand, and uh, the destruction of cultural monuments, uh, even even nature as, as such, is not acceptable. And this uh, backdoor dealings of plots of land, and I own this mountain, is very medieval already. <laughs> Well, uh, archaeologists, historians, and tour guides uh, raised concern regarding the construction of the statue, pointing out that the mountain is a tourist attraction within itself and that the Jesus statue would uh, uh, distort the site. Sarukian believes that the installment of the statue will help boost tourism in the country, and also he believes that it will save Armenia. Yesterday, Murat Papazian, one of the co-chairs of the Coordination Council of Armenian Organizations of France and a member of the Worldwide Governing Bureau of the Armenian Revolutionary 
Federation was banned from entering Armenia. Local authorities have not commented uh, on this incident. The ARF Bureau condemned Papazian's expulsion, linking it to recent arrests and prosecution of over a dozen party activists involved in the anti-government protests. Papazian announced that by order of Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, he is a persona non grata in Armenia, adding that he knew that he was banned in Turkey and Azerbaijan and that now he is banned in Pashinyan's Armenia as well. Before his arrival, Papazian had announced that he was coming to Armenia with a big announcement for September without specifying what that announcement was. According to Yergit Media, Papazian was part of the protests that were organized against Pashinyan during his official visit to Paris in June last year. Several French-Armenian organizations and public figures, among them Papazian, also refused to meet Pashinyan during his visit. And the 19th Golden Apricot International Film Festival has kicked off this week. Over 100 films will be screened within different programs. The festival will have three competition programs, and about 150 international guests have arrived to Armenia for the festival, among them award-winning film director Terry George. And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend, and we'll be back again next week.